Hey, witches. Welcome back, finally, to the Witch the Vote podcast. I know what you're thinking. This is not the two lovely voices that I subscribed for. This is producer Anthony. Hope that you're all staying healthy and happy during these uncertain times. And as we are doing everything that we can to do the same, uh, we must admit that it has been tough to record a podcast and practice our social distancing at the same time. Long story short, uh, we are working on ways to bring you guys quality of content that you're used to, but for the time being, we wanted to make sure that we were getting things out there, getting in touch with you guys in any way that we can. Um, Full disclosure, this is not an ad read uh, or anything like that. Uh, We just wanted to let you guys know that for this episode, uh, all we did was record a Skype call. Uh, So that is why it is less than stellar quality. But anyway, I won't keep rambling for too long. Thank you guys so much for staying with us. As always, we really appreciate it. Uh, Keep fighting. Keep getting mad about things. Keep telling your parents to wash their hands. Uh, And without further ado, uh, let's get into the episode. Thanks, everyone. And just another note from Paige from the future. Um, We recorded this episode before, well, before a lot of things happened, but most notably before Bernie Sanders dropped out of the presidential race and gave his endorsement to Joe Biden. So we do talk about how much we love Bernie in this episode, and we're going to talk about how much we love Bernie in the next episode. But just know that we are aware that that happened, and we'll get into that later. Hey, witches. (laughs) Welcome back to the Witch the Vote podcast with Paige and Erica. I'm Paige. And I'm Erica, coming to you live from Soft Island. And I'm in the podcast loft still because we're social distancing. But, you know, honestly, I'm not mad about doing this on a Sunday morning from Soft Island. So, and I'm glad we're doing it because (sighs) it's been a minute. Yeah, we're we're sorry that we haven't uh, put out a lot of content lately, but I think everybody is feeling some uh, some kind of way. <laughs> no, right I um, I was thinking about how our last episode was the one where we just begged people to vote for Bernie Sanders for like twenty five minutes, and. You know, simpler times. I mean, I think that one of the craziest things about all of this is just how fast our lives completely changed forever, you know? And just to think back to, like, that. <laughs> no, truly. I mean, you know, the the first few days that we were um, observing social distancing and, and quarantine measures, you turned to me at one point and were like, do you remember on Tuesday when our lives weren't like this? <laughs> Like, seriously, I mean, at the end of the month, I had at the end of March, you know, the last few days, I had this realization that I was in Miami a month ago, like literally in a swimming pool, many, many other people around just without a care in the world. I mean, for those three days, but like within the course of a month, I was like literally putting on a hazmat suit to like go and try to find toilet paper somewhere in the world. Like, like right. a month after that. Right. And, you know, so anyway, so it's kind of like, wow, remember the good old days when like Joe Biden was our biggest problem? Oh my God. And, and where, where is he now? 
<laughs> our our boy Bernie is still out there, like slinging food and standing with Mashpee and really just doing the damn work. Just and everybody else is in their bunker. No, I just where is everybody else? I mean, I think, and we'll get into this more because it's part of my part of my one of my answers. But like, where is everybody? Like, where are the Democrats? Like, this is the moment that you prove what an incompetent idiot the president is. And and because it's, it's not even political. I mean, it's not Republican or Democrat. It's like, it's like he failed everybody. And this is the moment that you can call attention to that. And, you know, it's probably the Democrats being like, well, it's a time of crisis and we need to unite. And, you know, that's exactly why the Democrats suck. But, um, well, and I mean, even with our own city council, which is nonpartisan, you see them trying to delay important city business because they're like, well, we're in a crisis. And it's like, yes, and you're our elected representative. So get to work. (laughs) Right, right. And I'm like, I, I do see Mayor Kim out there. And of course, Alice Merkel, who, you know, should be like the queen of the city council, but no, truly it's, it's interesting, right? Because it's these people, you know, I think like Bernie and Alice who, you know, I mean, Bernie is sort of, I think de facto not running anymore. Although I also think he's just like waiting out the clock until Joe Biden, like until they actually investigate the sexual abuse allegations against him. But Oh my God. He gets kicked out of this race. And I think what Bernie's doing in the meantime is really smart because I actually really think that that's exactly what's going to happen. But, you know, where are the politicians? You know, I, I just, I don't know. Who cares? They're, they're insider trading is where they're, they are. Right. <laughs> they're finding out they're that finding we're going to have sweeping or- lockdowns and then investing in video conferencing software. I, I, I oh my God. Anyways, you know, I just want to say in the beginning here, before we start getting into our questions, which we're like so thrilled and grateful that people saw our request for um, their own answers to our five elemental questions and and wrote in and gave us some answers. And that's really fun. And we're going to do that. Um, I just want to say probably on behalf of myself, um, but maybe you as well, Paige, that, you know, any sort of... um, positives that we glean from the situation in the interest of, um, coping. Um, you know, I, I want to just say, I'm not trying to make light of this situation really in any way. I mean, I think it's really, you know, obviously tragic and a lot of people are going to get sick and die. And that's not anything to be, uh, celebratory about, obviously. Um, that being said, you know, I think just in order, uh, in, in the interest of, you know, being able to stay present here on earth with our lives, um, it is healthy to find some silver linings. Um, and for me, like the biggest one is that it's forcing us to take a good hard look at how we've been doing things. And, you know, um, I've been saying to people like, maybe this will make it obvious that capitalism isn't the best system considering it crumbled in like three days, <laughs> Right, in three days, it completely fell apart. And so maybe it wasn't the most secure 
uh, rock solid system. And I think that this is really forcing us to take a look at that and obviously healthcare and, and all of those things. And again, I'll probably ramble more about it, but in, but also offer this disclaimer that, you know, I'm not trying to say, um, that it's not a huge problem and a huge tragedy. Right. It's not, none of us would have chosen this situation if given the opportunity, anybody would of course rather end this situation than have another day of being allowed to like stay at home. However, we're in this situation. Um, and we have to be thinking about what comes next. And so being able to find something to grab onto to keep you moving forward right now is so, so important because like if we do nothing, this could be a lot worse, (laughs) but if we're managing to keep ourselves grounded and fired up and (laughs) taken care of, then we can still make something of this in the future. So yeah, it's just, this is where we are. This there's no, we're in the middle of it now. So yeah, we just wanted to let you guys know that we're all still together. Um, and a lot of these answers that y'all gave to these questions are very similar to each other. And I just think that's really nice to remember is that we're all still collectively in this. So. Absolutely. And that, you know, it is community that is gonna get us out of it in a sense, you know, I mean, in terms of what we can actually control on the material plane, you know, we obviously can't control like this virus and like when, we get a vaccine for it or, or, and all of these things, but, you know, we can control like that we're taking care of vulnerable people in our communities that we're still standing up for, you know, things that we think are important and, um, and that we're helping each other, you know? Um, and that's truly what's going to preserve sort of our society and our civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now, because again, we aren't really getting much leadership or guidance from the top down. So it really is going to be up to us, which is sort of communism, but we won't call it that because like then the boomers will like stop doing it or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, you know, in the interest of keeping things a little bit light and not throwing, um, you know, a bunch of, um, harsh, sort of hard to think about, hard to, hard to deal with um, ideas regarding politics out there. We decided to do just a nice episode with our elemental questions and again with some um, listener responses. And we'll be back to our usual, um, you know, hexing of the patriarchy when everybody has a little bit more bandwidth for that. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we're still we're still hexing the patriarchy. We are for sure. For sure. But I don't know how much anybody has the capacity to like absorb a ton of information right now. So (laughs) so we just want to connect with y'all and with each other. And um, so here we go. Yeah. So the first question that 
we asked, um, and these are from our story responses. So thank you to everybody who responded. Um, the first question was what's grounding you right now. And almost everybody said that being outside and being in nature is like their go-to right now. Yeah, that's nice. It is. Um, and I, it's, you know, hopefully getting a little bit nicer out. So I think as the weather gets better and better, it's going to be easier to turn to that as a grounding exercise. Um, and yeah, it is just nice to like feel the breeze and feel like it's kind of waking you up a little bit and refreshing. Cause I, I do feel sluggish being just in the house. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's like, well, everything feels really heavy. Right. So I agree with that. And yeah, I mean, I spring is my favorite season, especially here in New England. We don't have really much of a spring in the Midwest most of the time. And so I was kind of shocked when I moved out to New England and experienced my first spring. And I was just like, this is heaven. (laughs) So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, it's totally a Persephone time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So is that your answer being out in nature? Yeah, um, being out in nature, but also, I mean, okay, so I'm going to be honest, the whole like social distancing as a Scorpio moon, (laughs) I was fine with social distancing for a while. And I started to feel really anxious because all of a sudden everybody was like, we need to start having like zoom calls every day and we need to FaceTime and we need to have all these group chats and we need to do this. And I started to feel very, very anxious about all of that. Um, But the longer we've gone into social distancing, which I think we should really just call physical distancing at this point, um, I've actually found myself reaching out to friends more, especially like friends that I haven't talked to in a while. I think because it's an easy like, hey, this whole situation made me think of you. Like it's easier to reach out having this common thing that you know you're both going through instead of just popping up out of nowhere and like commenting on someone's Instagram. Um, So it's actually been a nice exercise in opening myself up, I think. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I had virtual, I had virtual happy hour with our friend uh, Liz <clears throat> last week, and you know, I I was kind of shocked at how much the experience still translated. You know, like we made ourselves cocktails, and you know, had a little Zoom meet. I don't know if it was no, it was probably Skype, right? And um, you know, it was still super fun. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, so. Well, my answer is, um, I, I haven't been getting outside much. I, uh, I am an indoor cat and in some ways, um, this is actually my dream. Again, this is one of these situations where I'm not trying to, uh, make light of anything, but you know, um, staying at home in my pajamas all day with my cats is actually what I'm built for. Um, and so one of the things, and I learned this little trick when I was writing my book and I had just, um, stopped smoking cigarettes, which used to be a crucial part of my creative process. And, um, you know, you, you, you get to a point when you're writing and then you go outside and smoke a cigarette and you get, you know, a genius idea that comes through, um, because you're like regrounding, 
that cigarette is like regrounding you. And so I learned this trick when I was writing my book and I couldn't smoke, which is I have like a million scented things at my desk. And so when I feel that need to kind of like pause and like reground, I just like smell something delicious. And so I've sort of been leaning even harder into that. And I've just been um, in the interest of sort of experiencing some pleasure, which I think can like ground you in your like human body and in your like reality. Um, I've just been going like buck wild with the scents. I've just been kind of like putting little bottles and candles and incense like everywhere um, just to try to like ground myself back in material reality. Yeah. I love that. Really creating an atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like, and I had a reading with our girl, Kaylin, I had a um, tarot reading and crystal prescription reading through the psychic portal the other day. And, you know, she basically said that like this time for me, um, is about, and, and this is kind of what my career is about. So it makes sense, but is about like figuring out the essentials of luxury and figuring out like what, is sort of how to like boil a luxurious experience down to its essentials. Mm, That's really interesting. Isn't that interesting? And I think like the pleasure readings right now, um, that's how she frames the readings is sort of like, how are you experiencing pleasure? What's getting in the way of you experiencing pleasure? Which mine was the tower, which was like, duh. (laughs) Um, and I think that's really important for right now because I think obviously pleasure is probably like the last thing on a lot of people's minds. Right. But it's like, we still have access to that. We still have a right to that. And, you know, I think anywhere you can find a little pleasure in your life right now is something to celebrate. Definitely. Definitely. And, um, you know, for those who are finding their, their space outside and finding that to be their grounding. I think it's great to think of all of these people, um, starting to invest more time in their community spaces, like those commons that we talked about in the capitalism episode, um, seeing people starting to like curate those spaces too, and picking up litter more and leaving signs and messages for each other more is really changing, changing the tone everywhere. Yeah, agreed. So curating spaces, if you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> yeah, now you know. <laughs> um, so the next question we asked was, what are you fired up about? Um, and so many of you, I loved it, said ending capitalism. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, this is all about capitalism. Fuck this. We're burning it to the ground. I'm fired up. Um, Oh, that's so rad. I love it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, and I think that's, yeah. I mean, again, this is the moment, right? And my answer would be sort of, you know, how, what I'm fired up about is like how avoidable this was, I think in some ways, um, and that it truly will show not only, you know, the faults of capitalism, but of this, like just having like the worst, most incompetent person in charge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to me, one of the darkest things about this whole thing is, is that like his approval rating is like going up. (laughs) Is it really? Yes. Oh my God. 
No, and it's like so dark, right? Because people um, really dig their heels in, though. What do you mean? Say more. Well, you know, it's like it's almost like the worse he does, the more they just don't want to admit they were wrong, and so they'll just like try and subvert it in any way possible, which is so so dangerous. I think it's that, and I think it's that he shifted into his. Like, he finally figured out, like, he watched enough, like, Independence Day to figure out, like, how a <laughs> would be acting in a time of crisis, you know? He was like, I gotta be more like Bill Pullman. Right. <laughs> and, um, and, and he's giving these, you know, press briefings where he's like, I don't know, like, has some sort of, like, tone, presidential tone, which he never has. I mean, he's also doing his same old bullshit, too. But um, I think that, you know, in the absence of, like, real leadership, people are just, like, buying his, like, Bill Pullman routine. Sorry, like, a way outdated reference. But, um, but, you know, so I'm definitely fired up at, like, no, 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 we need to take this opportunity to really show how incompetent you know, he is. And, um, yeah. Right. And well, if you think about it, this is him like at his best, right? Like he's (laughs) in his best case scenario. There's this one unifying crisis that everybody Mm. in the whole world cares about. There's Mm. one easy scapegoat, which is the entire country of China. Mm. And he's the, the leader of, you know, the, the recognized leader of all of it. (laughs) And everybody has to kind of, you know, kowtow to him and, and, uh, you know, all these governors have to like beg him for resources. I mean, it is true. And he's like, if you wanted resources, maybe you should have talked to me nicer. Just. So I, I, but you know, to frame it as what I'm fired up about, I'm fired up at the opportunity to show, um, you know, if we ever do end up having the election, (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm 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 optimistic that there is um plenty you know to to convince whoever may not have been convinced already which is truly um you know mystifying that there are still those people but um you know just that in addition to being you know a shitty person and and just an overall monster like he is truly incompetent as a leader does Definitely. that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because okay. I'm pretty much always fired up about tearing down capitalism. That's like my baseline, you know, right. so I had to pick something extra. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm definitely fired up about um, exposing our fraudulent representatives as well. Like even just... Um, oh. Get the guillotine. Where are we at with the guillotine? Did we forget how to make them? Like, do Some, I have to find a carpenter who like knows how to do this? Like, what is happening? Somebody I follow on Instagram posted a meme that was like, you know, Google search results for like twelve hundred dollar stimulus check or whatever, and then like building materials cost for a guillotine twelve hundred dollars. Yes. <laughs> Um, no, but I mean, even just in Salem, right? So we've got this this affordable housing or I guess moderate housing ordinance again that we tried for a full year to get through that ended up failing and they're introducing it again. And it's literally just 
a zoning ordinance that would allow homeowners to rent out their secondary spaces like barns and garages and apartments as as apartments for non-family members. They're called accessory dwelling units. It's super reasonable. It wouldn't create a lot, but it would be helpful. Like it's, it's so, so simple. And so the city council actually did um, a really great job transferring the public hearing for that over to a zoom meeting. And there were like 60 people in attendance and the same four goddamn counselors were trying to postpone it saying we're in a crisis now isn't the time to talk about zoning this isn't uh an accessible meeting all of this horrible stuff and i was so fired up about it and so i've been trying to let because fire is supposed to be action, right? So I've been trying to actually take action in this time because a lot of things I say, oh, I'll do that later when I have time because I hear about it when I'm doing something else or when I'm working or I have to carve out a separate time for it. But now all of my time is kind of (laughs) (laughs) unscheduled time, flexible time. So I immediately wrote a letter to the editor and of the Salem news and they published it. And a lot of people are noticing it, um, which is really exciting, but yeah, I've been trying to let the things that I fired up about, I'm fired up about actually translate into an action. Like you can still, um, sign up to phone call canvas for Bernie in the States that still have primaries at home. Like you can spend just an hour a day doing that and like leaving people voicemails, um, about the Bernie campaign. There's a lot of things that we can do remotely that maybe we didn't have time to do or like weren't accessible in the lives that we were living in the outside world. But now that we're living in the internet realm, (laughs) um, you actually can do. So I'm feeling pretty fired up in that way. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I, you know, I have definitely felt sort of blocked in, in terms of productivity. And that's okay though. Yeah, no, thank you've you been very that. productive. First of all, <laughs> thank you for saying that. But you know, it's truly it is truly amazing. Your letter to the editor was really amazing. And I'm and I am just always so impressed with how you are able to keep your eye on the ball and actually do these um, actions. I you know, because I think of the what are you fired up? Um, question is like, what are you angry about? And you're like, you're like, I think of it as like, how am I going to take action? And I think there's room for both, but I just want to, you know, um, commend you on, um, yeah, still being able to see what concrete actions, um, you can take right now. I mean, and usually the question, what are you fired up about is like, what are you pissed off about? Usually that is the venue I'm taking, but, And this kind of goes back to the grounding question, like taking action is grounding for me. Feeling like I'm doing something makes me feel better. Maybe it's the Virgo rising. (laughs) That's just like, you always have to be doing something, but you know, yeah, you don't have, we're going to talk more about like not having to be productive. Um, well we can right now, actually. Great. Yeah. Let's talk about that now because we asked, how are you taking care of yourself? Which is the water question. And quite a few people, um, said like letting myself off the hook Mm. in terms of having to be productive right now. Yes. Yes. I mean, I think that that's, you know, the, one of the lessons in all of this, because it forced everyone 
to stop being productive or, you know, a lot of us, right. You know, I mean, I remember when, um, I was on the phone with my best friend when, um, they announced that they were going to stop flights from Europe. And I thought, well, that in and of itself is going to change our entire economy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's really, you know, it definitely is really interesting that one of the things that has gotten hit hardest in this whole situation is literally the idea of productivity, um, which is, of course, you know, very much tied to capitalism. It's how we all sort of like um, unconsciously buy in to capitalism. And I think it's one of the ways that people are really questioning what life was like before this. Right. And, you know, there are a lot of people who, for a lot of reasons, are not able to be productive in the way that society thinks that, which means money making um, ever, you know, in addition to this situation. And so, you know, forcing yourself or holding others to the standard of like having to be productive during these circumstances, like, it's I not mean, productive. It's, it's, <laughs> even more, it's even more insidious than making money, though. It goes back to this idea of like self improvement, and it's not just about making money. It's also like, well, now you're stuck at home, so clean your whole house and mm. organize everything, and da da da. You know, um, yeah. exercise, blah 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 blah. And you know, I just want to encourage people. You know, obviously, if those things make you feel better, and and I have been doing some of those things, and it has made me feel better. But at the same time, like I'm not putting any pressure on myself. I said to I said to my wife before we started recording, like our bathroom mirror looks like it belongs in North Station right now. Like it is like like whoa, you know. Um, but again, and I'll clean it today. But I'm not. I'm trying not to put any pressure on myself to really do fucking anything. Um, but that's not my answer, but anyways, (laughs) but yeah, I I mean, (laughs) I guess when, when I say I've been productive, I do mean in the way of like productive doing the things that I feel like doing, (laughs) there've been a lot of chores that have gone undone by me around here. Uh, so yes. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and again, like if that's what makes you feel good, like fucking awesome. But if, um, you know, you're like me Pisces moon Scorpio rising. Like I am, I am very much in the water. And so I'm just truly congratulating myself for just, you know, um, keeping my head above it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. That's yeah. The best that you can ask of yourself right now is just to keep going. Right. Um, and somebody else said that one of the ways they're taking care of themselves is by setting boundaries, which I think is so, so wise, especially for folks who are working from home right now. Like my, my partner is working from home, um, currently and their like company email was basically, and they were very nice about it. They were just like, you know, make sure that you're still being professional when you're on zoom calls and like, (laughs) you still look like you're working, but the wording was basically like your house is an extension of your office now, which is true for everybody who's working at home. But that whole idea of like, you can't leave work and come home is probably a lot more draining on people than they realize. And so making sure that you are setting boundaries of like, nope, I still have my work hours and my not working hours. And I don't have to be accessible 24 seven just because everybody knows that I'm home and I should be next to my phone. Like, I think that's very wise. 
I agree. I actually, I just want to, um, if y'all hear a difference in the sound right now, it's because the men are making noise outside and I am shifting myself into a different, um, space in my home so that that doesn't get recorded. So, um, my answer is, um, I started running as I do every spring, um, because basically I spent the first couple weeks of this just not sober, like at all, not for, (laughs) not for like one second of one day. And I quickly realized that, you know, there's just not enough weed in the universe to, to keep going, to like cope with the situation. Um, and so I don't usually run in the winter because I'm a little baby and, um, you know, part of it for me is this, is being in nature. I'm not necessarily like a, um, woman of the woods, but, um, I do like being outside in the summer and in the spring and, and running is a really good way to do that for me. Um, but I just decided to get myself, um, some like winter running gear, um, and start running a little bit earlier this year. Um, in case y'all don't notice, like know this, uh, New England is still pretty cold right now. Um, and so, you know, that's grounding me a little bit. Um, just being, uh, being outside, I guess, um, or how I'm taking care of, yeah. Um, that's how I'm taking care of myself rather than just getting high all day, which (laughs) sounded like a really good idea in the beginning until I, you know, realized like, oh no, um, we can't cover this one up. (laughs) So. Well, it's not too much of a good thing. Right. And after a while, like you start having to smoke so much more. Yes. And it's, it's just a a vicious and it's so expensive. It's just, yeah. Yeah. We had to come up with something else. (laughs) Um, did I answer yet? No. Right. (laughs) I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) Um, I guess that answer is how I'm taking care of myself. No. Um, so when I'm out and about in the world, I tend to spend, like small amounts of money for no reason on, you know, just like stupid stuff like snacks Mm. and trinkets or whatever. Um, I love a target trip. And so being in more, I haven't been doing that, which is awesome. But that means that I have been getting myself like online readings and a lot of people are offering online workshops and events and stuff. And it's been feeling really good to be investing my funds instead into like my friends and teachers who I really respect. Um, and also like reminding myself that I can still learn all of these things and that there are still all of these things out there to explore and be curious about. Um, I've been writing a lot more and researching a lot more. And I don't know, I feel like I've been rediscovering like my curiosity um, because I've had to find new things to do on the internet because like I had a couple days of, Oh my God, I'm bored. Mm. Like (laughs) how many times can I, you know, scroll through Facebook and Instagram and then back to Facebook and then, you know, watch something on Netflix again. Um, and so I've had to find new ways to keep myself entertained. And so, yeah, I felt very like childish and playful lately in my home, especially, which is really cool. Um, 
So if that, if that makes sense, that's how I'm taking care of myself. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. I mean, and it's true. I mean, there are, I love how everybody is, you know, pivoting to different online, um, venues and, and opportunities. And yeah, I mean, I just missed everybody's faces this week. So I got a bunch of readings with, (laughs) uh, my friends and, you know, that was really nice. And yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, I, I've definitely been sort of like having to push back against, against some of that energy because, um, you know, it doesn't feel entirely aligned for me right now to be doing a whole lot. Like, like you said, I was doing a whole lot before this all started. And so I definitely felt some pressure in the beginning to be like, I should be reading, I should be doing this. Mm. I should, you know? Um, and I've been kind of pushing back against that. And then, um, in the meantime, which maybe we can shift to the, what are we thinking about question? Um, I have been listening to just pretty much nonstop podcasts and articles and that has felt really, that has felt really fulfilling and enriching. Mm. Me. Um, the real MVP of this is my AirPods. Are my AirPods? Yes, that is how we wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I am just like, I mean, I'm a Gemini. I don't know if y'all watch like the Benny drama, like dating a, all the signs. Well, he did a, um, they did a, um, the signs in quarantine video this week. And, you know, of course, Gemini was like trying to get all the facts and like giving a TED talk and like all this stuff. And I feel very much aligned with that. Um, I listened to like a couple podcasts a day of like, you know, trustworthy news so that I'm like up to date on all of the like actual facts. Um, then I listened to probably a couple of podcasts about reality TV for sure. Um, but I wanted to mention just this one that I was listening to just last night. Um, I don't know if y'all know the author, Cheryl Strayed. Um, she wrote that book wild that got turned into a movie. I have no comment on the movie. The book is insanely good um and she has an advice column called dear sugar i think she has a couple other podcasts but she just started one called sugar calling which is a terrible name but um (laughs) i think but um and it's her interviewing other writers sort of like about this moment and the premiere episode went up i think like friday or something like that and she um was interviewing one of her old um writing professors from grad school and he had written an email to his students his um like mfa students like about this moment um and i would encourage people you can listen to um like a 10 minute excerpt of it where he reads the letter um and i would encourage people because he really um and it is definitely a very air, a very intellectual way of um, looking at things. But, you know, he was sort of talking about, you know, how it's up to writers and artists to really like record this moment because, you know, in the future, it's not like regular people, you know, aren't going to be able to really, I mean, we can't even conceptualize a hundred thousand to 200,000 people, um, Like, I don't really know what that looks like or feels like, right? But so it's going to be up to the artists, really, to translate what this situation is. And I thought there was, like, even if you're not an artist or a writer, 
I thought that was an interesting way of sort of thinking about how, you know, maybe you can take your like emotional body out of this for a moment and sort of like invest in it from an intellectual standpoint. But again, that's like a Gemini with Mercury and Gemini. Um, who's listening so, to- so Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was really cool. And I mean, as a person who's done some writing and has been doing some writing during this time, um, I thought it was a really just really interesting and I would encourage people to um, check it out nice Um, I've been I really admire your ability to gather all that information because I've been kind of doing the opposite (laughs) and limiting myself uh, to what what I'm uh, consuming and reading about the current situation Um, because I just get I'll just get in a loop forever and then I won't be helpful. <laughs> oh no, I mean I I get that. I mean I I am leaning into my Gemini on this one and that's why I say it's like, so good. I really lean like I listen to the New York Times podcast because, you know, whatever, like say what you will about them. I do think that, you know, they they probably have some of the most trustworthy um reporting and then um also my best friend, I did want to mention this too. Um, and I'll have to, we'll have to put it in the show notes. Cause now I don't have my phone next to me because the men were making noise, but, um, there is this app that will, um, they transcribe long form articles from like the Atlantic and the New Yorker. Um, and so if you're like me and, you know, have a hard time reading long form stuff sometimes, um, it is so awesome. So again, you get, you know, you get these sources that I would say are credible and, and offer, you know, non-sensationalized um, analysis of what's going on. And I think it's important to make that distinction, right? Like, mm-hmm. I definitely um, understand where you're coming from in terms of, like, avoiding information right now. I, like, totally get that. Um, but I think for me, like, the knowing is therapeutic, and mm-hmm. so just making sure that what I am learning is, again, sort of like based in fact, not based in one political ideology or another. I mean, even though, as John Stewart once said on The Daily Show, reality has a liberal slant. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that has felt important in grounding me in, in terms of like knowing what the situation is rather than going with what I'm reading on Facebook or like what people are posting on Instagram and stuff like that, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. And I think this is where like community becomes really, really important, right? Is because we need people who are like, yes, I will consume like all of the facts and I will tell you what you need to know and like how to do it. And we need people who are like, yes, I feel better taking action. And people who are like, I feel better taking care of myself so that I can, you know, consume this information. And, you know, it's, it's like, we need everybody to play all of these different roles in order to, keep our communities going. Right. I love that. And I, and I have sort of felt like, um, I, I know probably more people, um, like you that are really limiting their, um, intake, um, than I know of people like me. And so (laughs) I, I have definitely felt sort of like, okay, like I can do this. Like I can take this. It's also like history, you know, like I'm a history nerd Mm -hmm. and 
we're living through history. I mean, we're always living through history, right? But I mean, this is truly an unprecedented moment. And so I think I just feel like the urge to soak up as much um, information as I can, if that makes sense. And then I think, yeah, also I felt like translating that um, for people who um, are taking care of themselves by not paying attention or by not ingesting information um, has felt like something that I can contribute. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) To my community. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's my answer is I'm thinking about community a lot and what that looks like and how a lot of communities really are coming together, you know, and obviously I'm, I'm living in a a very um, privileged place and the people that I'm surrounded by are like able to help and support small business and small businesses are able to thrive and are encouraged to thrive. And so, um, you know, of course, this is something that I can only hope to um, help and fund and give resources to in all places going forward. Um, but I think people are a lot more community minded right now and are considering other people and even just, Oh, I should wear a mask when I go out or maybe I don't need to go out right now. In addition to, I should give money to these places. I think people are being a little softer and a little more considerate with each other. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's something that we can all take a little more of going forward. Yeah, agreed. Well, we're closing in on the hour mark, so why don't we do our last question here? Yes, which is, um, is there a spiritual practice that's grounding you or that's um, you're relying on right now? Um, and a lot of people are meditating, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, I've been working through the basic psychic development book and the exercises in there. And that has been very, very helpful for me. Um, that's connected in a way that I wasn't expecting, honestly. I don't know. I think I get in this weird place that I'm like, yeah, meditating, like, sure. (laughs) Um, you know, what, what can you tell me about that? But then having actually done it, I'm like, oh, that does, make a big, big difference. So a lot of people are meditating. A lot of people are doing daily card pulls, tarot and Oracle pulls, which I think is awesome. Um, yeah, pretty much meditation across the board and tarot, tarot pulls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that yours? you oh yeah. You're doing the, the, the basic, um, yeah. which which is you know available uh in the house switch online store and i you know recommend it so highly it's kind of the foundation of my of all of my magical practices um and yeah that's awesome i'm really glad that that is uh, a useful resource for you yeah it really is just for you know checking in and like realizing where I feel different energies physically has been very very helpful yeah totally totally um I always I mean just learning to ground yourself I mean obviously I put this in my book I put a grounding meditation in my book because I think that that is such a like and I'm sure for like our listeners it's like a no-brainer but Like, I don't think the majority of people like think about 
like connecting themselves energetically with the earth, you know, and like, right. and, and doing that, um, kind of visualization and, and how important that can be and what a game changer, um, that can be. And, and I love that book because those exercises are so simple, really. Um, yeah. Very simple, very accessible. Um, really quick. Cause I've only been doing like one or two a night, you know, and very quick and yeah, I've been doing them in the bathtub. <laughs> I love that. I used to do them on the subway on the way to my day jobs that I hated when I was in grad school. Um, I've just been leaning into surrender and just sort of reminding myself throughout the day that, you know, that's really the only thing we can do right now. You know, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about the void and that we're in it because we just don't know. Like, we don't know if we're going to be let out of our house in May or in August. We don't know if we're going to open the store back up in June, if we're going to have October. We don't, you know, we just don't know. And I mean, I think it's so interesting, too, that this illness, you may not even have symptoms for, you may not ever have symptoms if you have it. You might not have symptoms for two, like, we don't even know who has it. Right. Right. Um, we barely even know how it's contracted. Um, and so there's just so much unknown. And I think that that's such an interesting counterpoint to our world before this, which was all about control and domination and, um, you know, concrete answers and science and, and all of these things. And um, I am just... I'm, again, I'm not making light of anything whatsoever. There's tons about the situation that is like really tragic and uncomfortable, but I am just loving that we are all forced to grapple with the void. Yeah, definitely. And it's a huge part of, I was raised, both of my parents were in AA when I was growing up and I've talked about this in some other places. And um, what does that have to do with witchcraft? Well, you know, AA is really great in that, you know, it encourages you to find a spirituality that you connect with, no matter what that looks like, right? And so I think that as a witch, like, when I started sort of exploring witchcraft when I was a teenager, like, both my parents were like, fine, you know, like, the, in AA, they, they encourage you to find the God of your understanding. And so my parents were just, like, psyched that I had a spirituality, and one of the big tenets of AA is surrender. And so I feel like, um, yeah, I, I just feel like that's something really interesting. I, I guess it's not so much a practice. I haven't really figured out a practice around this yet, but just leaning into the whole idea and just giving myself up to surrendering um, has felt really good, if that makes sense. It totally does. Sorry. I was texting you that it's 11, 11. I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> okay, and it's 11, 11. Um, so I guess that means it's a good point to end. Yeah. Uh, ending our spiritual discussion at 11, 11 feels. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this was meant to be a shorter episode, but we uh, obviously miss each other and miss talking. Yeah all of y'all. So, um, we, we kept it at an hour, but 
yeah, I just want to say everybody like truly, you know, get through it however you can, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and again, it's like this whole idea of like doing it right or staying productive or even staying sane, like let yourself go a little crazy, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I kind of had to let myself go a little crazy, um, especially you like t- you totally should dye your hair or something weird, like, oh, totally yeah. do that. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like, again, like I think one of the silver linings here is it's just like all bets are fucking off at this point. You know what I mean? Like it is senior spring around here. You guys, (laughs) anything goes, if Bernie's not like, we're getting ready, right. For like a full scale, like takedown, right. Of capitalism. Like Bernie's leading the charge. He's, he's really, uh, getting us fired up. And now this is happening. Like it, well, it is time to... It'll be interesting to see, right? I mean, I think we're at a very crucial, you know, turning point where we're either, we are going to go sort of in the direction of realizing that, like, a society where 40% of the people don't have $400 in the bank and the entire system crumbles in three days, like, isn't something worth propping up anymore, Um, or we'll do what we did in 2008, which was say, this seems like it's not working at all. Let's throw billions and billions of dollars at it. Um, so we'll see, you know, it's, it's an interesting time. Um, and we'll see which path, um, we're going to go on either way. I think witches are the future and that, you know, um, a lot of people are going to be turning to, a spirituality. And I think a lot of people are going to be turning to a spirituality that is more earth-based because what can we count on right now? Not a lot, except the earth, except like trees and that flowers are coming back right now. And that, you know, the ocean is there, <laughs> right? right. The, the ocean doesn't get viruses. She, nope. she, she just, she just keeps on waving. Just keeps on going. <laughs> So, um, I think that that will be awesome and interesting to see. So definitely. And, and I just want to point out, you know, it, it might be obvious to a lot of people, but you know, all of this, um, all of the, all of the expanded unemployment and all of the loans and all of the grants that's called socialism people. And it's truly like, that's how they're solving this with socialism. And, don't let anybody tell you any different. Socialism is bailing capitalism out right now. Mm-hmm. And I think as long as we all recognize that and really keep our eyes on that and really um, stay grounded in that fact that, um, you know, we'll move in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. And so next time we come back, we will talk a lot more about um, some of those issues and things that we can be doing right now. But since there's so much going on right now, we would really love to hear from you all. Like, do you want to hear about what the super shady senators are doing with their insider trading? Do you want to hear about... Um, you know, what we can do for frontline healthcare workers. Do you want to hear about mutual aid funds? Like what resources do y'all need? Cause Erica is doing a lot of research right now. <laughs> it's true. Me, I, me and my AirPods are 
doing that work. Yeah, no, and or you know about what what are the Democrats doing? What is Bernie Sanders doing? What is where is Joe Biden? You know, I mean, are these things you want to talk about? I have a feeling that you know maybe people want to talk about all of those things, but um, you know, I hope that we can keep. Um, creating content here that is both informative and, um, you know, uh, engaging and maybe even uplifting during these times. So, okay. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, and if you could continue your amazing trend of heading over to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review, um, y'all have been so nice about doing that up until now. And we hope you'll continue doing that and that you'll share this with your friends who are looking for more consumable content during this time. And that the witch, the vote coven just grows and grows and grows. Yeah. I love it. I mean, this is our time truly. Witches are the future, um, and casting your vote is casting a spell, or or whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the post Larona uh, equivalent of voting is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, witches. Thank you. Uh, bye, witches. <laughs>